In this universe, we look at a lot of things like failure is not such a bad thing. If you're not failing, you maybe you're not trying hard enough. Welcome to Ending Pending. I'm your host, Andy. I was left out of the count in sync ritual, and I'm Evan. I feel very badly about that, and I think we should mm-hmm. start this sync over again. I'm Ronnie. All right, one. No, two. don't. No, no, we're not recording. Again. Three. <laughs> no, we're doing a podcast now. We're not doing the count in sync you gotta anymore. You got to say the count in sync because you were left out. You were left one. out, Evan. One. Two. Three. We're all synced up. Okay. Very, very good right. job, friends. There we go. Wow. If you're going to tell by <laughs> that amazing introduction of great audio content, content. Ending, ending Pending is a podcast where we discuss television shows that have only lasted for a single season. We're currently covering Wonder Falls, a quirky Canadian sitcom? I don't know. But before we get into that, I have a bit for us. What's oh, yeah? the bit? If you could take any character from a show we have covered and forcibly turn them into a teleporting dog that you then own as a pet, <laughs> who would it be? Any any TV show character? Yeah, of a show we've covered. Okay. Would would the would the, would, would the character understand what has happened? Yeah, it's a fully intelligent human dog boy. <laughs> so it have to that be then someone, serves your family. It would have to be someone that I hate, but also someone that I don't hate enough that I would resent having to keep them as a pet. And boy. wouldn't like teleport you into something awful. So I guess someone who hates themselves a lot and probably needs a different direction in life. Uh how about Human Bob from Dresden Files? That's not a bad choice. He's already like a skull. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I would I mean uh, heart of hearts, I would want him to still sound like Terrence Mann, um my good good Broadway boy. Uh but I would I would ha- be happy that he's always around me. Mm. Here's your choice, babe. Oh, I don't know. This is hard. You really have to hate somebody to turn their body into a large dog body permanently forever and remove from them the power of speech and agency and stuff. It, there was like that awful body horror in the uh, Black Mirror episode of the Star Trek spoof. I haven't seen that specific it was, episode. It was very upsetting. Mm. You also bring up a very good point, Andy, that ostensibly Lockjaw was cool enough with with his transformation into uh, a dog, a teleporting dog, and had no bitterness towards this royal family, that he mm-hmm. just, like, was still just like, yeah, where you want to go? The moon? Let's go. We're Maybe there. he hated them a ton, though, but he was just loyal. He was yeah. like, I made an oath to serve the royal family no matter what, and even though those fucks turned me into this horrific dog body... And, like, pugs have an awful time breathing. Yeah. Pugs are in a ton of pain. That being... I mean, he's a bulldog, but yes, even more so. Either way, yeah. They got them flat faces. Yeah. Who's your choice, babe? 
Oh boy! Oh, I don't know. You got to pick. I don't know. I have a really good answer. So Stakes you have to go are before so me. so high. Uh, I don't know. For some reason, John Cho's character from Selfie is coming to my mind. Didn't oh. particularly like him, but mm. uh, I don't know. He might be handy to have around. He doesn't seem like he'd have the spine to betray you and yeah. seek his revenge. Yeah. So my answer is Lockjaw. <laughs> no, nah, that checks out. That's I would turn a... Lockjaw into a teleporting dog. That's a yeah. cop out answer. Okay. That's... My second cop out answer was the wax lion. That's also a cop out answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also a cop out answer, but he is a character on a show. He is a character, and, his and name... I don't think he would betray me. I don't know about that. He might annoy these, me. A these lot. wax lions are vindictive. Uh, all of the kitsch characters in this show are, like, kind of terrible, except maybe the monkey, the, the bookend monkey. Yeah. But, uh. All right, let's, uh. Let's talk about this show. Now that we've let's gotten into that. Let's talk about this show. We have got this show all wrapped up. Hey, babe, what? can you summarize it for us? What uh, show is it, though? I don't even know. What's the show? I said oh. it in the intro, Ronnie. Did you? <laughs> oh, yeah, the you show. did. The show is Wonderfalls, and we have watched the last four episodes that ever were and ever will be. Um, again, not using numbers because they aired out of order. We watched Lying Pig, Cocktail Bunny, Totem Mole, and Caged Bird. Uh, in Lying Pig, you will recall Eric, the bartender, who... Jay has been romantically involved with for a couple of episodes. The reason he's in Niagara Falls is because his wife cheated on him uh, on their, like, their wedding night. They went to Niagara Falls for their honeymoon, and uh, she hooked up with a bellboy or something. And uh, she turns back up in episode 10 and is trying very hard to win him back. She tries a ruse for a while where she pretends that she's lost her memory to make him feel guilty about knowing about the thing, even though she's pretending that she doesn't know about... She's trying to deflect, basically. And she insists that, like, oh, she just did it because she was nervous, because she'd never had sex before, and it's all very silly and contrived, but uh, uh, Eric decides to take her back, and... Jay's, they call them the muses in all of these episode summaries. The kitsch items that Jay hallucinates are talking to her tell her to try to get them back together. And in the end, they do. They get remarried, and Jay's real broken up about it. They were married already, but they have another wedding ceremony to symbolically indicate they are married again. And uh, I don't know why the kitsch items wanted Jay to do that, but yeah, then episode, uh, not the number, Cocktail Bunny is the next episode. Um, Heidi, the wife who Eric took back, is being very strange and aggressive and jealous. And the kitsch items lead Jay to believe that she's going to poison Eric because she thinks... Uh, Heidi thinks that Eric 
still has feelings for Jay and is crazy jealous. And the kitsch items keep saying, like, uh, she's going to kill him or something like that. And it turns out that they are not talking about Heidi killing Eric. They're talking about a psychotic ex-patient of Jay's therapist turning up at his office to try to kill him. And Jay has to be there to prevent this happening. Totem Mole which aired as the 12th episode, is kind of a, a non-sequitur. Mahandra is trying to get membership in a Native American tribe because she's like one-eighth Native American. And so they're hanging out on this uh, reservation. And Jay communicates with what seems to be the spirit of a dead woman totem pole at the convenience store started talking to her and her mission is to get this guy who is like of native american heritage but doesn't live on this reservation and went off to be a lawyer or something to embrace native american spirituality and become some kind of spiritual leader for his tribe he's not that good at it and the Members of this tribe keep thinking that Jay has some kind of supernatural powers because the kitsch items talk to her, which maybe she does. We don't quite know. But yeah, she's trying to help this this guy who is a lawyer or something on his journey of self-discovery and also trying the entire time to convince these people on this reservation that she does not have supernatural powers. Uh, episode 13 is called Caged Bird. We get back to this Eric plotline, this Eric and Heidi plotline. Jay's trying to, like, work up her courage to admit to him that she is basically still in love with him and doesn't really want him to go back to Jersey with Heidi. But then a bank robber holds up the gift shop that she works at and takes her and her sister and essentially a mall cop hostage. And uh, the mall cop has a lot of self-confidence issues and the premise of the episode is for her to try to convince the mall cop that he is good at stuff and he can accomplish stuff and that he can take down this robber, I guess. And it turns out he can't. Uh, he has a heart attack. But how does that wrap up? I actually forget. <laughs> he has a heart attack and uh, Jay and the robber, the, the murderer at this point, the bank robber, escape. Mm -hmm. They get hit by a car as they're running away. Surprise, it's Heidi's car. And she's like, what? And the guy tries to get Heidi out of the car. And the ambulance carrying the heart attack guy slams into the bank robber. And the episode resolves with them saying, oh, the ambulance pulverized every part of that guy except his heart. So now me, the mall cop, gets his heart transplanted into me and i okay. can live more no wonder i couldn't like fucking yeah no, track with that yeah yep. yeah yeah you don't you don't remember the age-old trope of you get hit with a bus and then your heart gets into the other protagonist um yeah that is even weirder than that time that that woman assumed the other woman's identity 
when she died. This is this is a very strange show, guys. It's very it's, selfless of the evil bank robber to also be an organ donor. <laughs> yeah, presumably yeah. he had organ donor marked on his ID card. He Good did. on him. It's, it's mentioned. Uh, yeah. Okay. Be an organ donor, gang. Yeah. To be honest, uh, uh, Caged Bird, uh, because the whole episode, is, I mean, essentially, there's sort of like flashes to other things, but the whole episode essentially takes place with Jay and her sister and a mall cop lying on the floor in the gift shop, and it feels so like samey and monotonous that like I kind of zoned out. And then the end was just so wild that I mm-hmm. did not track what was going on. <laughs> um, yeah, at the end, Eric, bartender Eric, leaves with Heidi, but then comes back and is like, yeah, Heidi's, me and Heidi are, are not married again. And it, how about you and me, Jay? And they kiss. And, and you know, I the whole time, I was wondering, wondering why the wonder falls. I'm wa- wondering why the wonder falls on me, and now I know. So, <laughs> the the wonder was the falls that we made along the way. How do we feel about this show, friends? That's the tagline. <laughs> that's the moral of the, the, the show. The wonder is the falls we made along the way. We watched four episodes. We, we sure did. We wrapped this show up, and I, you know I gotta ask, Andy... These four episodes of Wonder Falls, did they work for you? Um, about as much as the rest of the show has, which is there's been some ups, there's been some downs, and at the end of the day, it's really hard to say. So, eh? Love it. Love it. Love yeah. that non-committal. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. yeah I'm going to say yeah, because you know why? The cast. The cast is very charming. So even though the show itself is kind of bizarre and kind of bad at times, I'm going to say the cast pulls it out for me. Evan. Yes, Ronnie. These four, count them, one, two, three, four episodes of Fox's Wonderfalls, did they work for you? Ah, I'm really in the same boat. It's such a mixed bag. It's so hard to call. I want to make it clear to our listeners that regardless of what I say here, I almost said the opposite. So, uh, I'm, I'm going to say, yeah. And this has been my, my answer for every set of episodes thus far. It's just such a strange thing it's such a strange beast this show okay i like i was interested enough that i'm not saying no i guess that's the strongest endorsement i can give hey ronnie (laughs) hey yeah hey ronnie hey yeah were these four episodes of this weird weird show were they working for you (sighs) it's a good question that's a really good question um i feel like this is the most we've ever agreed about a show. Yeah. And it's all like, uh, we're all equally ambivalent, I think. I have been, I have been a very big fan of this show. Um, and I, and I continue to be, but if I'm going to use like strict mathematics of like going episode by episode, I don't think these four episodes worked for me. That's fair. Yeah, that's, yeah. Really, that's, that's a valid fair. assessment. And 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 
if I can if I can give a little bit of a tease for what we're going to talk about later. Is it the um, racism? It's the racism. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that 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 yeah. whole episode 12, the the totem mole episode, mm-hmm. it did not need to be there. And it really taints the show in a way that I am not comfortable with. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think we'll get to that later. But on that really sour note, talking about racism, let's hear a word from our sponsors. <laughs> You know what I love? What do you love? Art. Yeah. Yeah, art's good. I love art. Uh, do you know what I love even more? What? I love finding new art to enjoy and artists to support. Hell it's, yeah. It's important to support the artists. Just it enjoying is. art is not enough. Artists need money and also moral and emotional support. I was going to say I I mean I would also I would love money, but sometimes just that affirmation goes yeah. a long way. Yeah, but also money. But also, yes, definitely money. Also money. Anyway, luckily for us, uh, we can go to Twitter right now and find Mars, whose handle is at Peachy Mars. Peachy, exactly the way you think it's spelled, and Mars, M-A-R-S. You can also find Cat at Cat Tiny Paws, spelled exactly the way you think. And Seishun, which is at S-E-I. S H U N beats B E A T S. Yeah, I did a little bit of searching earlier and uh I was checking out cat. Uh cat uh at cat tiny paws uh does some fantastic art. I am not a member of the furry community, so I don't want to call this uh art furry based, but the characters that Cat draws are very furry. They are the floofiest say, little monsters. Let's say they're they're fuzzy. They are. They're so floofy. Yeah. They're, so as not. <laughs> yeah. No. But I think. I mean, one of the uh, places you can visit Cat is at furaffinity.net slash user slash Cat Tiny Paws. So like, not. Yeah. That, like, no. That is a that is a furry site. Sure. Yes, it's sure. not. I'm sure it's not the only art that Cat creates. But if you go to that Twitter at Cat Tiny Paws. You're going to see some floofy cats. You're going to see some floofy dogs and some floofy Pikachus, which I am a big fan of. Oh, floofy Pikachus very in right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, to follow or I'm sorry, to find even more amazing artists, you can follow trans artists of the day on Twitter. That is at trans underscore artists. And always remember, stay kind to yourself and others. Wait, wait, wait. We don't have time to do the intro song. This is a promo. Miles, yeah? introduce the show. All right. Uh, welcome to Artificial Ghost Radio, your unofficial guide to navigating the airwaves. I'm Miles. 
I'm Mars. This is a podcast where each and every week we rediscover what makes music so special. Miles, what's the theme this promo? The theme this promo, the only promo, is a song that we think would be really good to use in a promo for our podcast. Mars, what's the song? The song is Thirst Shop by Macklemore because it's pretty recognizable. Hit that timer. 30 seconds. Go. All right. Uh, Thirst Shop by Macklemore came out in 2012. And you know why it's a great song to use in a promo for your podcast, Mars? Why is that? Because the song is so dumb that it forces you to listen to what we're talking about the only benefit to listening to thrift shop is knowing you're exactly three minutes and 52 seconds closer to death Mars, why do you think it's a great song to use that's really grim miles i haven't listened to songs since 2013 when it came out uh but i really actually like the beat i like the the weird vocal element to it in the beginning oh that's the timer oh no i, I wish you didn't talk about piss <laughs> yeah Mac- macklemore said piss macklemore said piss he also said gay rights he also did say gay rights Speaking of gay rights, you can find Artificial Ghost Radio on Lunar Light Studios at LunarLightStudio.com. Also at Spotify, iTunes, and wherever good podcasts are bought and sold. What are you buying, stranger? What are you selling? Come listen to us do the goblin voice every episode, I think. All right, and we are back to talk about... What worked for us about this, this, these four episodes of Wonder Falls? Because there were a lot of things. I have <sighs> lots of things to talk about that worked for me. I have lots of things that talked about what didn't work for me, but we'll save that for later. This is mm-hmm. not, mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. not negativity time. What worked for us? Um, the episode, oh goodness, which one? Uh, Cocktail Bunny was genuinely suspenseful. Mm-hmm. I was really actually worried that Heidi was going to kill Eric because sh- she was acting like a crazy person. Um, I don't quite know why Eric took her back because she was acting a little crazy right from the beginning. That whole faking the memory loss thing yeah. was deeply manipulative. Yeah, that was I super evil. I don't care what her motives were. That like that whole thing, like just all everything that she's done, all of her stuff, it's just real, real bad. Which I mean is not that's not a negative. She's a bad character. I mean, she's a bad person. I mean, she's a good character. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, everything up to this point led me to believe that she is the sort of person who may in fact murder someone. So. That was quite a suspenseful episode, even though we know that the, like, critters, the kitsch items, uh, give very unclear instructions mm-hmm. all the time. I wrote in my notes, I love that the muses are being more direct to this episode, mm-hmm. dot, 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 or are they? And I was, I was, I was pointing correct. They, they were yeah. not. Yeah. We got a lot more Tracy Toms. Mm-hmm. Tracy plays, Thompson. Yeah. Uh and she she's fantastic. She was really great. Yep. Uh I do love the Lee Pace and I forget Aaron. Mahandra. Aaron is his Yes. No, no, no. I was gonna say his character I remember her character name is Mahandra, but yeah, Lee Pace's character name is Aaron. I shouldn't stop calling him Lee Pace. Uh I like their relationship. I do think it's a little odd that they're like hiding it from Jay. I'm not quite exactly. I guess they're just like worried because Jay is in a delicate mental state at the moment. And maybe 
she would get freaked out by her brother and her best friend dating. But um, I do like that sort of side plot with their relationship. I think that's very charming. Mm-hmm. I loved Aaron stealing all of the animal things and oh, trying yeah. to get them to talk. That was oh, very that, good. That was very funny. The funniest line of any of these episodes was him. He was he had arranged everything that he had seen Jay talk to or suspected that Jay was talking to and just like put them in a big pile like a shrine and put cameras on them. And he was trying to talk to them. And he, he said like quite a few sentences, quite asked them quite a few questions. And then right at the end of the scene, before a, a hard cut, he went, Se habla espanol. And then like <laughs> it cut away. <laughs> like as if that was going to make the stuff to animal. It was it was just a very, very good comic timing. It's very charming. Yeah. yeah. Ronnie, what about you? Say One some good th- things. Some of the things that I enjoyed most about these four episodes were things that like i just enjoyed about the show overall and i feel like they just kind of like manifested really well in this episode first thing is that i love that there is literally one restaurant in town Mm -hmm. and it's the shitty tourist bar that Everyone that the doctor and the law and every the lawyer everyone goes to like that's just their go to. It's very good. It um, reminds me of Shit's Creek. I don't know if you've watched Shit's Creek, Ronnie, but we've gotten very mm-hmm. into it lately. And like, I've heard I should check it out. Yeah, one of you would love it. One of their shorthand items for like this is the worst podunk town ever is that there is only one restaurant, mm. and it's like a beach themed cafe. And the menu is enormous, like physically huge, like it's a trifold menu. Like it's just everything about it is very choice. And mm-hmm. it's it's very much the same joke happening here. Yeah, it's a it's a massive running joke how huge the menu is, and it cracks me up every time. It's just like they could have just like like I understand this is probably like a thing where and, and it's probably the same in that show, it's beneficial because you only have to have one set for like eating. But and I'm and it sounds like they did the same thing in Shit's Creek. It's like you could just have Jay hang out there, or you could just have Mahandra hang out there and Eric. But it's like the fact that all of these like very well-to-do people end up at the barrel is just like this is good. This mm-hmm. is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I don't know if this was just you know if I'm the just the last one figuring this out. Um, it, uh, Jay's brother named Aaron, Aaron mm-hmm. Tyler. Um, Jay's sister is Sharon Tyler. Mm-hmm. Her mom is Karen Tyler and her dad are Darren Tyler. Mm-hmm. This is Darren, Karen, Aaron, Sharon and Jay. Yeah. And that that did not that did not jump out to me until these last four episodes of Wonder Falls. And it's the kind of like lazy on the nose writing that I would do. And so I appreciate that. It makes me feel like I could be doing this. Um, I, I got the, the Aaron and Sharon rhyming thing, Aaron, Sharon and Jay. I did not realize, uh, that her parents also had rhyming names. It's very cute. Yeah. It's cute. Yeah. I, I got, that was like symbolic of Jay being the black sheep of the family. Like she's the child whose name doesn't rhyme with the other two children's names. 
it is it is even funnier now that I realize the parents also have rhyming names. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. It's quite good. Is there anything else good in here? I have I I do genuinely have a lot of things that I liked. Um episode 11, the the cocktail bunny episode. I know we talked about it, but like this episode honestly I loved it. This ruled. This episode felt like a season finale. Yes. Um and I was kind of shocked that so I I try not to contaminate myself by looking up the actual episode order because Sometimes I can tell when they're out of order, and sometimes mm-hmm. I can't. I got the strong sense that this one was out of order, because the, like, Caged Bird being the last episode just seems so weird, because it's, it's, it's not quite a bottle episode, but it all, like, it's very, it's a very static episode. It yeah. did not feel epic and dramatic, except that strange twist at the end. Uh, where everything, like, we're gonna put a different heart in you from the guy that we killed, like, right. that, that's bizarre, but, um, yeah, the rest of it was just, like, very flat, and yeah. the second-to-last episode as well, like, just felt like a whole lot of nothing, so, yeah, I don't know what, I don't know what the actual order was, but I would be very surprised if Cocktail Bunny was not intended to be the last episode. Yeah. Um, the interrogation scene in that episode, um, with the, the cop and Sharon in there with Jay, Mm -hmm. I did not expect to like this cop character, but he played it with a very like Columbo vibe, like a very like old fashioned crime noir, like draw to the way he was talking. I'm accusing her of breaking into therapist's office, disabling the security system. Stealing the surveillance footage from her own therapy sessions and leaving a number two in the good doctor's desk drawer. And I'm not talking about the pencil. And Sharon just being like, what did you do? What did you don't say anything? Don't speak right now. You're I'm your lawyer. Da, da, da. And like it was just it was like a good back and forth where like Jay is still the star of the scene, but is not allowed to say anything. And that actress just like really shines in that kind of like you know stewing within herself uh can i just say i didn't realize i believe i had seen brian fuller's name in the credits uh as we were watching i did not uh like realize that he was the the like co-writer on some of these yeah and i i can i can feel it i I love i love brian fuller and i feel like this is the proto Brian Fuller. You know, this is Brian Fuller trying really hard to get his weird shit into a TV show and being kind of contaminated by other Absolutely. writers and showrunners and stuff. This was um, first. This is like the groundwork for Pushing Daisies. This is the groundwork for Hannibal. This is the groundwork for eventually American Gods. Like, Yeah, well, I knew that there was some relationship between this and uh, Pushing Daisies because of that weird shared character universe right, right, thing. Right. Um, and I knew that Brian Fuller had written Pushing Pushing Daisies. And I also knew that this actress, whose name I I had to look it up, um, Caroline, oh wow. Yeah, good luck how, with that one, but Gavernous is how, I don't know if that's how yeah, you pronounce it. Yeah, that's probably it's right. <laughs> D-H and then, anyway, Caroline yeah. Davernus is what I'm going to say. She is in Hannibal, and I knew that that was where I recognized her from. 
So Brian Fuller, he was he was figuring out his his aesthetic and his voice here clearly and trying to work it in there. It's a shame that he did not have more power because I think he could have made. Uh, he wrote Cocktail Bunny. Yeah. So I will that give full credit for you know the the quality of that episode to Brian Fuller. Yeah. And uh, he's a good weird little man. Oh, he wrote Barrel Bear. He co-wrote Barrel Bear with someone else, and he co-wrote the very first episode. Yeah. Yeah, he co-wrote the very first episode with uh, Todd Holland, who has been the director for most of these episodes. Yeah. That was slightly um, boring information, but I'm saying, Brian Fuller, I can see, I see you. I'm acknowledging you. You, you were, you were pushing this in all the right directions. He was until the episode immediately following Cocktail Bunny, and this is where I'm yeah. gonna kick open the door from my. Hey, we're in, we're in this didn't work town. I'm the sheriff here. Yeah, I will say. That I could, I could feel them at times trying to be like tongue in cheek and like be kind of critical of negative Native American uh, portrayals in other media, but they did not avoid the they 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 did they fell nope. into their own trap. They yep. don't play themselves. Yep, it was bad. It's real uncomfortable. Yeah, it was so bad. Y'all done played yourselves. It, um, there was yeah. the weird, like, spirituality thing. The the weird, like, mystical, uh, like, mystical brown people thing. That trope was everywhere. All in there. Yep. Um, yeah, there was the, like, lots of casino jokes. Mm-hmm. Um... The like, it was the, the, real bad. Yeah, the villain of the episode was somebody who was of the tribe and upset that people were exploiting the tribe. Which, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm upset that this show is exploiting this. I hope fictionalized tribe. Um, and like that person was played by as a villain from both the from Jay's perspective and Sharon and Mahandra's perspective and the other natives on the reservations perspective. Mm -hmm. It was so like, and it definitely like, I, I, I want to take this out of the canon totally because it definitely like makes the connection that because of whatever the fountain is and whatever the story of the, of destiny is at the gift shop that Jay has, She's able to speak to these tchotchkes because she is like Native American spiritual leader girl. Like, and that's not good. Mm -hmm. And uh, like they tried to make a joke out of it. Uh, what's that called? Lampshading. They tried to lampshade it by having her joke like, oh, well, y'all, y'all don't want like whitey doing your spiritual shit it's a bad look but then that's what happened in the episode yep. <laughs> like, yep. it's not good no it's, it's not good. so bad it, and like that's this is like part and parcel like like the, these that like i said episode 11 
um, or episode, yeah, episode 11, Cocktail Bonnie, may have been like my favorite episode of this whole show. It was like a horror show. Like they end up printing out more wax lions and she goes nuts trying to destroy them on the counter. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is, this is terrifying. This is the rest of her life. Cut immediately to this. And it's like, oh, I hate this more than anything. You, you could not have done a mm-hmm. worse breakneck thing to me right now than make me endure this. Like, just it, it, it's and it's like, I mean, everyone who who was an actor on this show had full agency and and they were able to do whatever they wanted. But like, these were ostensibly Native American actors and actresses. Like, and 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 they didn't write this script. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it just felt so gross on so many different levels. And like, ew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was real bad. And like, I don't know. They don't mention it all. Like, twelve and thirteen. These episodes were meant to. They were like aired in the correct order. Like this was weirdly enough supposed to be the penultimate and and finale. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. This Why, twelve and thirteen though? were in the right order. I don't know. I do not know. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna blame what's his face uh, uh, Todd, Todd Holland. Holland for that Todd Holland he, he's also got some credits to his name he's not he's not a terrible guy okay but whatever <laughs> you were doing with this the episode planning yeah, here no, you did it's, bad it's just like you don't mention any of this in episode thirteen the finale which I'm good with but mm-hmm. it was the only time where we had any kind of a reason for this happening outside of when the monkey in the previous episode says that they talk to her because she listens which is not an answer to that question yeah that's not a good answer that's it's a not a good answer monkey book bookend um <laughs> she licked the light she licked the light switch that like electrocuted her so that he would tell her why they're talking to her and he's just like you know just just because we like having you around just because you're you know you're a good ear good shoulder to lean on bad 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 monkey um yeah, I just can't get over how bad this ep. If honestly, if I were to, if I I like this show, I'll, I'm I'm I'll, you know I'll, I'll I'll preface that here. I like this show. I would tell somebody make sure you skip episode twelve. Mm-hmm. Make sure because it adds absolutely nothing to the story, and it is offensive on so so many levels. It's so weird that that was the intended order because, I mean, not just because that episode sucks, but because it has nothing to do with the episodes on either side of it. Yeah, that and it's it's the second to last episode of the first season of this new show that they were hoping would be successful. It is the order in which it was uh, put on the DVD. And according to Wikipedia, that is the order that the creators intended for the show to be watched. And then TV stations kind of jumbled it all up. That's wild. Yep. 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 So bad. So I was I was giving it the benefit of the doubt, assuming that they were all jumbled up. So I might have to withdraw my these are working since it was so close to being a no anyway. I don't know. We'll see. It's it's kind of irrelevant. It's it's only a yeah. fraction of a percent in either direction anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to put the lid on that if anyone has anything to say. But it's just like, yeah, that that episode 
do not endorse. Do not watch. Don't yeah. even don't even like try and see what was so bad about it. Just don't even bother. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. In the next episode, uh, we've got a murderer on the run and he's hiding out in the Wonderfalls gift shop. And uh, they give him the option of running away and says, oh, you can put on this skirt. And the guy's like, you want me to put on a dress? And I just love that talk that masculinity is so fragile <laughs> that you won't even put on a dress in order to, like, evade capture from the police. Yeah, literally to uh, he would rather spend the rest of his life in jail than put on yep. a dress. Go figure. Yep. Yeah. I mean, he gets his and all, so I guess that was... That's yeah, he does die <laughs> and have his heart taken out and put into a mall cop. So, not to... Not to shit on shit mall cops. On, yeah, uh, I wasn't, like, being critical well, of the mall Well, you don't cop, have to, because this show is, like, Paul Blart 3. This show shits on mall cops like it's nobody's business. Uh-huh. This show does it all for you. I, I hate the trope of, I'm supposed to meet the love of my life, but circumstances mean I can't make it to the meeting point mm. that That's... like that is I can't it is so tired and it is such a like a a weak like plot device to the... keep like people who like the show wants quote, quote unquote wants to be together from being together. Because in real life, like any normal person would just be like, oh, you got held at gunpoint. Right. Like, shit. Are you OK? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They wouldn't be like, you didn't come on time. Right, right. Like, the only time this works is in Spider-Man shit. Yep. It only, this trip only works for Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it does pay it off at the end where, like, Aaron knew, or not Aaron, goodness gracious, figure out your, Aaron. if anything, if you had to do the Karen, Darren, Aaron, and Sharon thing, you could at least have called the the main bar guy like Chuck or something. Yeah. Just call him Dave. Like. Yeah. Um, Dave at the end, he realizes <laughs> that, uh, that she was, she was holding something back. Cause you know, I don't know. He just knew because, cause he's in love. Um, so it paid off there. It wasn't like as bad as it could have been, but it still was just like, come on, like, let's not do this. A lot of hard, uh, our slurs thrown in these. Yeah. So many. Yes. I yeah. noticed that. Just right at the end there. Like it would, they went really in on that. And I was like, I like, I was, I was a teen in 2004 and that shit still was like, looked at like, Whoa. Yeah. That was still like a, Oh, dirty word. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, I do want to remark that, uh, Sharon and the uh the lawyer woman in the the bad episode. Uh-huh. They had a lot of sexual tension. They did. That I was kind of into. I like not to look, I don't want to give any credit to this episode because there were other aspects of that woman's portrayal that were not good. Mm-hmm. But um I I kind of shipped her and Sharon Feuding, feuding lawyer lesbians is uh, something I could get into as a trope. Like yeah. that could be in more things. Yeah. It's a shame it's in this very bad episode, right? But, and yeah. then not even the the yeah. The, there was no payoff. There was right. like uh, the the conflict between them was that they were they went to the same law school, and um, oh, I feel bad. I forget this character's name. 
the the little, other lawyer. Littlefoot. Okay. Deanna Deanna Littlefoot. Okay, Deanna uh was top of the class and Sharon was some other rank near the top of the class that was not number one. It's debatable, depending who you ask. But uh, she's got some real intense envy, and like they're at odds with each other the whole episode. But Sharon clearly has a crush on her, and Deanna's like very powerful and very beautiful, and Sharon like follows her to the gym and is like, awkward and is like sort of weird stalking her not stalking she's she's just trying to like be in her space not in like a predator anyway there there there's weird sexual tension and i'm all about it yeah it's like rivalry turns romance thing i mean like i said it doesn't pay off but we do know that sharon is a lesbian so I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna claim that one. I'm gonna claim that one for the queers. So we have watched all of it. We've watched all of Wonder Falls, and I gotta ask, uh, Evan. Yes, Ronnie. Did all thirteen episodes of Wonder Falls work for you? Uh. I think that's my answer right there. But um yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna gonna give it a just barely. That that has consistently been my answer for I think every episode we've recorded. So I'm gonna say yes. And I totally agree with Andy that the cast carried it all the way through. Like there was so much weird folding and flipping and twisting and turning a lot of strange writing decisions, a lot of strange plot decisions, some back and forth on the lore, on the rationale of this universe, but everybody in it did a great job. I don't know how they pulled together all these talented people to, for like, they had to have seen a script, I think, but who knows? Uh, so yes, I'm going to give it a just barely. It's just squeaking by. Uh, Andy. Yeah. These four episodes, not four, 13. We watched 13 of them. 13 episodes of Wonder Falls. Did they work for you? Yeah. Uh, there's some really good episodes and some real garbage stinkers. (laughs) <laughs> but I think I'm going to say sure. If uh, I don't think I'd recommend it to anyone um, unless I knew that they were like a fan of Pushing Daisies or Hannibal or whatever. You but, have not seen Hannibal. Hannibal people absolutely would not like this. Hannibal people do not watch this. If you like good shows like Hannibal. <laughs> but your but, dude wrote it, right? Well, yes, but. This, so, like, if they want to see his earlier work, that's valid, even if it's not as good. Uh, I guess, but this Hannibal is a whole other thing. Like, Hannibal's a different genre, different tone, okay, different well, style. Well, fuck me, I guess. All right. <laughs> All right, Ronnie. Yes. Did this stuff work for you? 
it did. Um, it did. It was weird. It was, it, you know, it, it could have gone some different places than it did. It could have been less racist, less fat phobic, less transphobic for sure. The cast was good and it was weird. And I would have been interested in what they would have done for season two. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I would have watched it without a doubt. Like I would have, like regular viewing. I would have enjoyed this. So, yeah, I'm going to say it worked for me. Cool, cool, cool. We're all kind of in agreement. That's, that's yeah. rare. Yeah. Wonder Falls has brought us together. We all love each other and we all feel the same way about stuff. I know I love you. Oh, I love I love you and Ronnie, too. All right. Uh, what do we got? Next on the docket, next show, Ronnie, I think it's yours. It is mine. Um, what I would like to do, uh, well, first of all, uh, before we get to that, um, before we get to our next show, we are going to go from Wonder Falls to a little show called Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Next week, we are going to be covering a uh, once episode season. It's it's the it's the uh, the prime example of our show. It is the quintessential ending pending experience. Uh, we are going to be doing that with uh, BJ and me too from the pilot podcast. Uh, great people. They have a great show where they only watch the pilots of television shows and decide whether or not uh, you should, you know, continue watching them whether you should waste your time moving forward with them. Um, so they will be on that episode coming up next week. So be sure to check that out and look out for the pilot podcast feed uh, where we, Andy, Evan and Ronnie will be guests on their episode covering the Aquaman pilot. Yeah. Um, we did a fun little collaboration with some real cool people. Yeah, we sure did. It was a good time. It was a good time. So check it out. Be sure to uh, to uh, rate and review their podcast. Make sure you tell them, oh, those independent folks, they're real great. Um, so that they'll have us back because they were cool people. We want to hang out with them more. Yeah, um, I would definitely. I would definitely hang out with them again. They were yeah. we have we have such complimentary show concepts. Yeah. Um, but what I want to do is I want to get in on i think it's it's a pretty it's a pretty quick one it's a it's an animated comedy series we've never have we done animated yet no we haven't yeah i guess yeah. we haven't i'm gonna get in on a little show called clone high clone That's, high never heard of it yeah no neither yeah it's a it's a uh it's a tv show that was originally uh shown on mtv um, it is created by Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Oh, Lord and yeah. Miller. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and it has a huge following online. Uh, it's got 13 episodes. And if I have to guess based on the fact that it's animation, these are going to be some quitty, pretty, quitty prick. Some pretty <laughs> quick episodes, my friends, Ooh. which we could use. Yeah. yeah. So, yep, there's lots of awesome cameo performances on the show, lots of great uh, voice actors, and I'm looking forward to it. That's fun. Really, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of people have been really uh, hyped about it, so I'm excited to see what all the hype is about. Uh, so you can check that out. That'll be coming out, oh, uh, what is today? That'll be coming out on uh, the 29th of May, our, our Memorial Day special, I guess. And then, cool. Uh, 
and then we'll we'll run that out and, and we'll be it'll be summertime we'll be the summer summer friends doing summer things get uh, naked yeah All right. wearing sure. sunscreen okay the beach if we do get naked i just want to make sure we have a pack that don't tell pawn shop lou don't tell him lunar light studio pretty witty and gay